Welcome to episode 41 of Molly Nakwafina, where we are Black girls in our 30s, comically discovering our magic. Shit is real, but, but it's, it's funny. funny. Thank you for joining our safe space covering mental health, lifestyle, Black culture, and relationships. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I really don't have a joke, friend, so we're just going to have to roll with the punches. That was supposed to be a drum. Oh, I don't have it. Well, that sounds like a gun. Never mind. Oh, the last thing that we need is gun violence. I'm going to work on my sounds. Oh, yeah. I'm going to work on my sounds, though. All right. So, how you feeling? Well, I already told you how my night went. So I'm not going to talk about that. I guess that would be too personal. But um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. My four classes are ending for the summer. You know, I was taking four classes all at the same time. And then I pick up the other classes in August. So taking four classes for the summer all at the same time simultaneously was not a good move, but... It had to be done because it was a simple mistake. So now I'm back to two classes. But I might throw in a four class to give it a little razzle-dazzle later on in the year, just so I could finish up quickly. So, you know, it was rough. This is my last week. Pray for me with my finals. Hang in there. I noticed I asked you how are you doing and not necessarily how are you feeling because i'm learning that how you're doing and how you're feeling is two, two different things two separate things so how are you feeling <sighs> mm, does it have you thinking <laughs> i guess i'm feeling i'm feeling relaxed I, i've had a a good weekend so far even though it's not over today would be the last day so yeah i can't complain it was it was a lot of resting a lot of doing nothing i think that's what i needed to do this weekend i needed that mental break free of noise and chaos i realized that when people go on vacation (laughs) and you don't have to be around everyone and it's not a full house it's it's kind of weird with it not like being chaotic don't hear video games and running around and skateboards and and scooters and shit in the (laughs) living room so it was kind of quiet it was was almost scary too in a sense a little bit too quiet maybe that's a bad thing we live in such chaos that when it's quiet we get scared because the chaos become our normal everyday life so when we remove ourselves from it it's like Okay, well, I'm missing something. And that yeah. Chaos. No tablets, no iPads, no, it's just no eating up oatmeal. It's just, you know, for <laughs> vacation. You just, it's, yeah. I guess I'm not used to it being so calm. It was scary to me. I'm just like, oh, what do I do next? Enjoy your time. <laughs> Enjoy it. No, no playgrounds. What, what do I do with myself? <laughs> Drink a whole bottle of wine that I did, not the small bottles, the big bottles. But yeah, it was it was it was good. How was yours? Um, 
want to say good. I am. I've been feeling tired lately. I'm doing well, but I'm. Mm-hmm. I've been feeling tired, like an indescribable tired, and I really could not pinpoint why. Like I mean, literally, like sit down for a second and mm-hmm. dozing off, like an old person. So I'm just like I've been working out. I've been increasing my protein. I could not really figure out why I've been so drained. And the only thing I can say is maybe it's the heat. Maybe it's my menstrual, but mm-hmm. baby girl it combined. Tired, Those two combined. Okay, tired. But I am feeling great. I have no complaints. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good over here. No complaints. Well, I pray that your menstrual issues, I pray that the menstrual gods answers your prayers and ends it on a clean, soft note in the next day. <laughs> it is to the point. <laughs> that it is just getting worse right okay so month to month is this increasingly worse it's heavier it's harder it's longer like Mm -hmm. everything that you would not want your menstrual to be mine's is becoming it and it has not always been this way yeah so when I go to my OBGYN. OBGYN. We're going to take a have, chat with sis. We're going to have to have that little. Pull up a chair. She's going to have to roll up one and you yes. have to sit down. We have to come to some type of something because this, yeah. this ain't it. Yeah. It's supposed to get better the older you get, not worse. <laughs> if I had to, it, I feel like it should start off when you first get it. Okay. Yeah. Day one is always you, rough. No, I mean like when you first start. Oh. Like in the early years. It could be heavy, crampy, all that, because I think the younger me probably could have handled it. And then the mm-hmm. older you get, it should become lighter. It should become shorter. And mine's, I think, is doing the complete opposite. I'll be up there taking it like a G, too. And I don't take anything medicine. for it. I don't take anything for it. Um, I'll be up there. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would have thought it was contractions. <laughs> Let me just stay in this one position. Yeah. Maybe I could go to sleep. It's very painful. And for the girls that get it 10 times worse. Yeah. Hanging in says. No, yeah. Mine's mine is rough. It's always rough though. But yeah, I understand. Mm. Back cramps, butt cramps. Nobody but, talks about but. butt cramps. Nobody talks about you it. You legit get butt cramps. It and it is kinda crazy. is the ones that make you kind of want to like right. if you're like, you, <laughs> you kind of want to like, oh, like move so it won't. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like it's going to go through the chair. It, it's very painful. My first experience with that, and I remember talking to my OBGYN. I, for everybody listening, I get on my OBGYN's nerves, okay? The worst thing that they probably could have created was messaging your damn doctor, okay? It's Without having to pay a copay. Because, yeah. baby girl, I mean, listen, is this supposed to happen? She probably like, I'm giving out all this free game and ain't even taxing her. I pay y'all enough. Answer these damn questions. My first butt cramp was crazy. And I was on the toilet too. Yeah. I was like, oh, hopped up off the toilet. Like, what the hell is that? And of course my mind said, oh, cancer. <laughs> it's painful. It would have you thinking For real. any and everything, but it's to the point that you really do. Like I normally, Jump. I don't get it often, I do. but I feel like I like, crunch up a kind of a little bit yep. and just kind of hold the weight for it to pass. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I know other people see 
you do that. Like when you jump, like, oh, you're probably like, what the hell? Okay. It's a butt cramp. It's a butt cramp. <laughs> butt cramps some butt cramps ain't no joke but i didn't get them when i was younger so i wonder if that has anything to do with age see i got mine when i was younger i Mm-mm. experienced them um, i started getting that when i got older no, girl. i don't experience them anymore i haven't had oh uh, knock on wood i haven't had them but Mm-mm. i know them exactly what it was like early 30s oh child it was butt city and the name of this episode is Butt City. Butt City. <laughs> it was Butt City. Oh my Butt God. City. Butt Crimps. Yes. <laughs> if you never had them, thank Butt God. Because it's not, it's not pleasurable mm. at all. It's not. When them butt cramps hit your booty hole, it's oof. Mm-hmm. It comment, like, comment and let us know if you get the butt cramps, the booty hole the cramps. Cream. Yeah. It kind of so like we're not starts- on. Like you can, I feel like it doesn't even start in the butt and then it just kind of like shoots there and it's just. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad all the way around it. It's just menstrual, having children. Uh, Speaking of, let's, let's tap into what needs to be tapped into. Speaking of menstrual cramps and, and butt cramps with the Roe versus Wade. Because it has a lot to do with it, friend. The politics. As always, the White House is still white and the Black community is still Black. The Supreme Court has overturned Mm. Roe Mm -hmm. versus Wade. It has the girls in the uproar. We are in a frenzy at the current moment. If you do not know, Roe versus Wade is a 1973 lawsuit that led the Supreme Court making a ruling on abortion rights. At that time, abortion became a constitutional right that we no longer have. It is now up to each individual state to set its own law. Just think about the high teen pregnancy that is coming, the maternal mortality rates that are already high, Mm -hmm. and of course, already the disrespect of Black women. Black women, we are largely going to be disproportionate. You know, we're going to see the most of this than maybe our counterparts, right? Yeah. So get ready. How do you and prepare for it? How see, do you prepare for this? And I've heard so many, um, so many different reasons behind why they may have canceled or overturned Roe versus Wade. So it's not all states at this current moment um, that have put that law into place. It mm. is dependent on each state right now. In Pennsylvania, abortion is still legal today, right? Yeah, right now at this current <laughs> today, moment, today it is still, still legal. Legal. That's why it is so important. Normally, we do not take the small election seriously, but go vote. Yeah, vote. in November, like you're you're voting literally for your rights at this point. Because who knows who's going to become the new people in power for the state of Pennsylvania and we lose that right. It's just sad because women, right? We just finished discussing what we go through with our bodies. So for someone else to have a say so or can manipulate and kind of control what happens or what we decide to do with our bodies is kind of unfortunate. 
like since when is it okay for other people not even men just other people to have that just do or that say so over you making a decision it's what you choose to do it's not okay it'll never be okay and people have their reasonings for wanting an abortion or they have their beliefs or whatever why why does this have to be a thing why i don't get it and i, I never will i don't think it's it it's not surprising though right it's surprising for me i've never thought that i would see the day that they would overturn it like it just never was a thought I didn't think about it, but now that, excuse me, now that it's happening, I'm not at all shocked. I am. And then reading the different news articles and watching the different videos, everybody has their own agenda and perspective on why this happened. So we can say the big picture is, okay, they want to take away women's rights. But I think it's a bigger agenda than just women not having the right to have abortion. So do you think it's because, so I kind of sort of understand it, but then I don't think it's right. Them not wanting people to get abortions. It's like, you know, you created a human being, you sat there, you laid down, you made the decision. Why should y'all turn around and have an abortion? But then on the other side of things, it's like, what if you were raped? What if, you know, something happened, you were abused and you ended up in that situation. And now as a result of that, you're pregnant. You don't want to keep it. I understand that situation as well. But then it's the, also the situation of y'all just taking it away completely, like taking a decision away from people. So it's like, I understand it, but I'm not for it. If that makes sense. Like you I'm- can't tell me what to do with my body. I'm not for it. Um, I'm not for it at all. I think women should have the option of choosing what they prefer to do. Now, by no means do I think that abortion is a means of contraceptive, right? I don't think that people should just have them just to be having them. No, I don't yeah. think that. But I do think a lot of times in situations that may require a woman to need to get an abortion, like you said, whether it was rape, um, whether you know your baby is going to be terminally ill for the rest mm-hmm. of his life. I just recently read a post that said this woman, um, her and her doctor had, I guess maybe a week or two ago, came to the decision that they would have an abortion, right? She would terminate her pregnancy because her baby is severely sick mm-hmm. already in the womb. And she can feel when the baby is, con- the baby is constantly having seizures. Like, um, wow, my wow. God, you can feel that? So her stance is for me to constantly day in and day out feel that my baby is in my stomach suffering. I don't want to do that. I don't want to bring that baby into this world knowing that that's going to be its life for the rest of its life. So her and her doctor, um, you know, they agreed prior to this decision. And now the doctor is like, your choice is just to let the baby die and you possibly will have to give birth to a stillborn baby. Yeah. How How traumatic is that? It's very traumatic. The abortion itself is all is also traumatic, but now you're adding that I have to deliver um, a baby, a stillborn baby. And let's talk about who's paying for that, right? Because yeah. you don't get a pass. You still nope. have to pay for this. This is still a bill that's coming to you 
for having this baby. Yeah. So it's so many things to take into consideration when we think about abortion. But I, if you look at the statistics, and I'm not sure how accurate the statistics are, but it say that Black women make up 40% of abortion. So that other 60%, that's not us, right? So there are so many women that have abortion. So I don't think that is necessarily. And then when we have, when we have our babies, look, look, look what y'all do to them, right? It's not right. like y'all. Hello. <clears throat> I really don't think it's for the black woman. Y'all really don't want us to to have babies anyway. Because when we do but y'all kind of y'all and but now y'all are. I read somewhere that it said that the reason why they made that decision, or possibly the reason why they made that decision, is because of the population decreasing. And that's what I think is solely it's based on is that the population, population decreasing, and by decreasing I mean that the white woman, yeah, the white men are no longer going to be in the higher number. No. Let's just be honest. Once you have a baby with a black person, your baby is black. Yeah. Black people are probably the only people that can create with anything and come out with a black baby. Right. Once a white person have a baby with somebody that's not white, you no longer have a white baby. Nope. So we are going to con- black people are going to continue to grow. It's unstoppable. You, it's nothing yeah. you can do to us. That's why they probably try to kill us at an alarming rate. Why they have so many things set in place for abortions us. and and contraceptives. Even if you was to make a law that say only black women can have abortions, right? <laughs> that still would not be enough. Nope. We will still be able to eventually outnumber the other population. So I in mean, order other, for um, white people, maybe, and this is this could be a little far off, but for, in order for them to continue to stay with higher numbers and stay in power and stay in control you need for your white woman to stop having abortions. Right. You need for your white woman to stop. Being... But they can't put it like that. So they... Oh, you can't put it like that. So no, that's they why can't put see... it like that. So this that's is why... the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more to come. So now you're overturning Roe versus Wade. Y'all not done. Y'all already said y'all wasn't done. So then you have what? Same-sex marriages? Because you know, when you got two of the same people, mm-hmm. maybe in their eyes, you're not, you're not having enough babies. Now you're adopting. Right. right? So then what's next? Interracial? Y'all wouldn't dare do that one. That one's woo. That one's fishing. <laughs> you could probably get away get away with Roe versus Wade because it's only targeting women. Yeah. But then if you go into the LGBTQ community, because that's y'all when always, you shake the table. Y- y'all shaking the motherfucking table now. That's when y'all shake the table. Then you want to go to interracial. That's when it's really like, oh, y'all niggas ain't playing, right? So many things to do. So many things left to see. And again, it goes back to. I know we say it all the time that our vote doesn't matter. We say it, but you got to vote this time. Yeah. Because that's going to determine the next set of things that may be overturned. And what else, what else can the Supreme Court do? Because the three people that were recently added to the Supreme Court, y'all know who they were added by. (laughs) And that person already had an agenda not to let Roe versus Wade still stand. And those three justices said, oh, we're not going to do that. And y'all turned around and y'all did. This is going to get worse before it gets better. Today is Roe versus Wade. Who knows what it is tomorrow? Mm, 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 mm. I just, ooh, I feel so bad. And I wonder if the other people in the States, I want to know what they're thinking. Like, I wish I could talk to one of them and say, like, are y'all moving? Or like, (laughs) what's going on? Y'all staying here? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, then if, if you want to be your sister's keeper and you're in this state, 
that currently has abortion as still something that you can do. That's why it's important for you to make sure you keep those people in those positions where we can keep this as a thing. So now someone that may be in one of the states that um, can't have abortion, they should be able to come now to another surrounding state. Yeah. But how much would that take? If Child, you it already, sounds so much like slavery. It's, what? Get them to a free state? Them <laughs> slaves. You got to get these people to free state. Get them and then you got to sneak wow. and do it. Now we're trying History to get y'all over. This, slavery has never left. It never History left. It just repeats itself. Different. It just modern day. It just looks different. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Next thing you know, we're going to be hiding y'all in suitcases and shit. And <laughs> no, like, <laughs> like for real. Then you're going to have to say, well, I'm going to be the house where you can come stay at my house now until right. you recover. Yes. Does it not uh, sound like? I've been giving y'all candles. Because y'all going to be on that underground <laughs> train to freedom. In the window. If, the, if it's three candles, come on in. If come it's on two, in. it's not safe. Yeah. If it's one, you need to run. You better run. Don't even stop. Don't the dogs stop. is coming. The dogs are coming. <laughs> it's bounty hunting. You know? Wow. It's hunting season. It's hunting season. And we are on the menu. And we're mm, on the mm, menu. Mm, mm. Well, I'm not on the menu, but the other people are on the menu. Mm. That's that's a wow. That's a crazy way to look at it. It's really crazy. It's really crazy. They are on the Roe versus Wade Railroad. Straight to hell. <laughs> it's a place, it's a place for people like that. It's oh, a, a place, special place. It's a special place for you people that think that you can just do whatever you want to do and make whatever laws you want to make and keep yeah. people oppressed and down. It's, it's a place for y'all. It's a place for y'all. Your doctors, your lawyers, the people in the sunken place, your politicians. Oh, it's a place for y'all. All y'all. Mm, friend. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know what to expect next. Um, and I guess we just kind of, kind of sort of wait and see. <sighs> Too many people want to control our bodies out here in these streets so yeah but um speaking of bodies y'all know i'm a licensed cosmetologist when i want to be and i read that there is a study that they found that some black women hair care products have ingredients in it that are increasing breast cancer cells. Mm. So I'm when I was doing here, I was always very careful of reading labels. I know you can't really get away from too much stuff when it comes to shampoo, you can get away from sulfate or you know, conditioners and stuff like that, because everything nowadays has everything in them. I don't care who you go to, it's going to be something in there that is going to cause something. So my question is, how is it that we can, can we create anything as far as hair care products where it's not harsh or harmful, but that can be good for our hair like because nowadays it just seems like everything has everything in it how can we get away from that so in my spare time <laughs> i thoroughly enjoy going product shopping right um and just the other day i was looking for a new 
hair product because I am this close. Y'all can't see how close my two fingers are, but they 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 touch Mm-mm. it. That's how close I am. I ain't gonna let I'm not going to let so you So I'm back it. on the train again. I wanted to relax my hair, right? I'm back there again because it's just become so unmanageable. And I really wanted to do something different. And in order for me to achieve that different with the lifestyle that I currently have of being active and sweating and going to the gym, my hair would need to be relaxed for that lifestyle change. Mm-mm, friend, you have beautiful so, hair. I can't let you do it. Going to and reviewing these products a lot of times you can't even read half the stuff that's on the back you can't i can't even pronounce half of the stuff but there are um and i can't name them off the top but there are natural products that we can use but the thing about them some of them are not going to give us the results that we're looking for so if you want to do that wash and go that natural completely natural product may not give you that look unless you guys know some that are out there please let us know um, and I'm definitely willing to try it. I have never, in all the days of the days of my life, <laughs> have ever been able to do a wash and go. I don't even look for things that says wash and go because I know that's not something that my hair is going to be able to do. Yeah. It may be juicy by the time I get down the steps and as soon as I hit that door <laughs> and the humidity, it's going to look like something that I don't want it to look like. I, I just am, feel like nothing is natural. Nothing is natural anymore. Even if um, it says it's natural. It's nothing is natural unless you are in your kitchen mixing mayonnaise and olive oil with, I don't know, fucking sea salt. Stop. Nothing is natural, even if it says it's natural. And it just makes me question, like, if these things are leading to the increasing of cancer or breast cancer or brain cancer, because you got to think you're applying it directly to your scalp that can seep into your bloodstream. Why is it not illegal? Like, why are these chemicals? Why is it not illegal for you to, like, sell shampoo and conditioner and stuff that has these chemicals? Once you mix chemicals with other chemicals, they react. And I stopped looking for, I don't even go in and I have a set of products that I use and I don't even go in per se to look for products that are completely natural. Cause I don't even know what a completely natural product looks like. Yeah. You'll, you'll see the words natural on the front. And then when you turn around, you're just like, okay, but well, what is this? Right. Anything that makes my head tingle is not natural. And the natural products or those ingredients that you're talking about are probably ingredients that are FDA approved. The so, and I don't even try. I don't like, even try. Okay, them. yeah, it, it's yeah. okay. It's only a small percentage of harm that can all the same niggas that let people eat Captain Crunch and Fruity Pebbles. But they be having red dye and everything else in that. I don't trust y'all. Four, number five. Yeah, the whole number line. So, why do y'all just? Why do y'all put stuff on the shelves that y'all know can potentially cause some type of? physical damage because a healthy a healthy america is a broke america we can't all be healthy now but if we did then which are we are getting this money from then (laughs) you then there then there are more y'all the reason why the roe versus wade gotta be this way y'all keep killing niggas off but y'all want people to be here make up your mind be here without the resources that we need but a healthy america is a poor america just think about all the things that generate a huge amount of income. You could just start right now with the pharmaceutical company, right? If nobody is sick or has anything, how are they generating money? And that's why Who I knows understand. how much money they made off the coronavirus. 
Now I understand why people eat fruits and veggies and how people in Africa just need a sunlight and water. They probably ain't use no damn shampoo and hair probably down to their damn ankles. If you watch the videos, baby, the, <laughs> the girl's hair. But Jada can say you got a hair let down to her calves. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't mouth here for a year and a half. Nothing is, is natural. And I really don't even take the word organic anymore. Oh, me neither. Organic to me just means that maybe. Seedless. <laughs> not not even see this like they just use maybe less of um the chemicals that they the chemicals spray. right so the food that's not organic we just sprayed it up like it you bite into it you're not about to tell me this watermelon but is the organic, organic and, it don't one, have seeds. and it doesn't have seeds so how did you get it where did it come from the organic means that it's a little bit of pesticide but not as much that's harmful it's not harmful level so i don't even really i mean sometimes i will purchase things that, that are organic but I don't even waste the money on something because I'm like, there's no way it's, where did y'all get the seeds from right if it don't have seeds how did it grow because I'm confused at this point you need seeds right <laughs> you where did you get it from where did you where get it did from? you get it from y'all are chemically making it and just pushing it off and then we buy it because and we, we get feel sick. Like we don't have no choice and we, we get end up sick, on medicine. We go to the doctors we end up on medicine and boom there you go you have your American now that's contributing to the wealth pot don't and have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. Child, and don't have a kid. Mm. But here we are. So a healthy America are. is a poor America. So people have to stay. And what's, what better way to there target? There you go. You've got a trademark for in a healthy America is a poor America. You it said is. it and you heard it here first <laughs> out of Molly's mouth. We've been dropping gems on y'all since the beginning of time. Don't try to steal our lines because we're going to sue y'all. <laughs> Better not see that on no shirt. A healthy America is a poor America. Did you hear my friend when she said it? I'm about to turn into Dr. Umar. <laughs> Dr. Umar Aquafina. I'm about to go there. <laughs> a poor, a poor, a poor, a poor America. Mm, 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 mm. A poor America. We yeah. already poor, but y'all about to take us to the promised land. Take us to the promised land. <laughs> We just have to be mindful of what we put on our body and in our body. In our body. And it's I hard. think sunlight is the cure to everything. When I tell you, <laughs> I think sunlight is the cure to everything. Sunlight is so important. And vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Black natural people, vitamin D, not the one they got us on. <laughs> vitamin D. We're so deficient in vitamin D. Because we're not out in the sun. Because we're not out in the sun. Them people were sleeping in huts. Our ancestors had might not even had huts. It just always makes me think back to Egyptian times. Like, how did they manage to function and build pyramids in the scorching hot sun with no problem? None of this stuff makes sense. It doesn't. I'm starting to question it all. Question it all, friend. I think we're so far down the line that we just can't function as the people did once that was here once before us they need to put a people a bunch of people like you and me in a room so that we can ponder so they can think. shoot us all right because you know those yeah, they'll the call people. it the black they'll call it the black panther party in a minute <laughs> that's the people that they try to take out first the black panther party molly and aquafina the panthers they they'll be ready to shoot us down <laughs> just think about it the people you, and i think that the reason why they tell us that we have to put sun lotion on and all that other stuff. 
I think the reason that we have to do that is because even though our ancestors originated from Africa, we're not used to being in the sun. And then you pile that up, you mix that up with the foods and stuff that we eat. It's a bunch of chemicals. We probably like a boiling ass hot pot if we was to sit in the sun for too long, depending on the shit that we consume and the medicine that we take. Black people, black people, people of color, we need sunlight. Sunscreen. We need sunlight and we do need sunscreen, right? And I do believe that the people that I think are we need in shea butter. those, and I was just about to say that, Look at that. Look at shea I butter. Think it's see, I think it's shea butter. And see what is originating. We need some. We probably need some type of protection from the shea sun. Butter. The closer you are to the sun, you probably will need some type of protect layer of protection. Me personally, now knowing my skin, I definitely wear sunscreen, and I wear it one because I'm trying to make sure that my dark marks that came from acne are not getting darker. Right. I'm trying to even out my skin tone. So I'm mindful not to go directly out in the sun without some layer of protection. Now, will black people burn? No, I don't think we're going to burn. No, but I don't think I we're do, going to burn. Because I've seen some people that burn and it looks like it's painful as hell. For <laughs> African Americans or the other race? Our counterparts. Oh, yeah. I've seen them. They can and be in the sun for like, like a minute. Hurt? Oh, my They can be God. in the sun for a minute and it'll just be. A crab broil. It is a crab fest. Okay, it looks like it is so Yeah, it is. It does look painful. They don't even have to be there that long. That's how I know we gods and and queens and And that's why they try to figure out everything possible to tear us down. How are we, how are Black people still standing? How are we still here? Because systematically, we, listen, we done lived this life many lives before. (laughs) Y'all do everything everything and we're still here this is why it's so much done to the black person y'all trying to figure it out shit at this point i'm trying to figure it out i'm trying to figure it out i i didn't crack the cold yet and i am black (laughs) and i am black i have not cracked the cold if you go down and list the things that have been done to us that are still currently being done to us it's like damn how the fuck are y'all still standing how the fuck how are y'all getting these businesses how are y'all getting cars and houses and how are y'all raising y'all kids to overcome how are are y'all still getting to school how are y'all still doing this? How are y'all still having families, going to work, living in these, some of these neighborhoods? We put y'all in these neighborhoods and y'all still thriving and still being friends with the neighbors. Still, still out here. <laughs> we will make do with what we have. If it's anything that Black people and Black women know how to do is to make do with the shit and scraps that we are given. And that goes back to slavery times. We had to make shit happen with the scraps of food. So I damn sure know we making shit happen with the scraps of life. Yeah, because it's really. (laughs) It's it's dark out here. Bare minimum. It's very dark out here. But our bodies, they're powerful. I don't know how, when God was up there in the lab, I don't know what he did. But our skin, our bones everything and that's just crazy that comment you just made about being powerful it's why we are treated the way that we are treated i just heard um it was doctors psychologists doing research on why medical doctors feel as though (laughs) why medical doctors (laughs) do not treat us fairly when we go into hospitals okay and it's because they think that we can endure more 
I experienced so, that. When you think that they would have already thought that. that we endured so much that now they like take them seriously. If, if a black person come in and tell you that, first of all, we don't go to the hospital. Okay. We don't go. Yeah. We so don't like we do going. go to the hospital for anything. Take us serious because we don't yeah. go. Sometimes yeah. we don't go because we don't have the insurance. Sometimes we don't go because we just don't know how to do it. Sometimes we don't go because we think that gingerbread and saltine crackers is going to cure everything that we have. We do not <laughs> it does go. though. <laughs> we do not go to y'all hospitals. So the day that you see black men and women or people of yeah. color come in there, respect us because we're there because something is seriously wrong. Don't yeah. dismiss us. And I've never, prior to this, I've never experienced, um, I'm going to just call it racism because that's got to be what it is. Racism in the medical practice. Um, yeah, but I went to the hospital because I was pregnant and I was bleeding. So I knew that something was going wrong. So I go and the nurse and the doctor comes in and I'm telling him, yeah, I'm spotting and bleeding every day. I don't think this is supposed to happen. He's like, no, it's fine. Like totally disregarding everything. And I'm like, it's kind of sort of painful too. Be like, no, it happens. Give it some more time. They really, they took their x-rays and released me. So thank God for messaging your OBGYN. I'm messaging her constantly. Day two rolled around. I'm like, something doesn't feel right. I don't feel right. She like, if you feel this way tomorrow, go back to the ER. I'm like, I went there the day before. She like, all right, well, go today or you can just go tomorrow. So I waited it out another day. Nah, still was bleeding. And it was like fresh blood. It wasn't no old blood because that's what he was trying to say too you know oh it might be dried up blood because of the color because you know they had, they had to look so i'll go back different doctor same situation i'm just like no i was here the day before i called my ob joe and i messaged her she told me to come in here if this problem still persists he's like this doctor a new and i you know what i don't say that i hate male doctors but don't give me a male doctor i need a woman Someone that understands me as another woman that's going to be sensitive to what I'm experiencing or what I'm going through. Because that's the sec that was the second man that had this like masculine ass energy that I didn't need at that time. So he's like, all right, well, we're going to run a few tests. They did some more x-ray. I mean, not x-ray. They did some more ultrasounds. And... He like, no, I really don't see nothing going on. They sent me home again. So you know, by this time, Big T is just, she ain't having it. She like, if something happens to you, I'm going to yada, I'm going to sue and blah, 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 blah. So I end up calling the OBGYN again. And this time I went to, was it Elkins? I think I went to Elkins. Because you know, at first I was going to, the other one the other one i went to elkins and i had another male doctor but he wasn't like the the other two so he did the same thing he had to do the ultrasound and he did send me home too but when i got here he left a voicemail was like i need you to go to the come back to the emergency room like again right now so I went right back and got back in the car when he told him no, as I was looking like, I guess he, you can zoom in. I don't know how technology works with that type of stuff, but he was like, no, after you left, I looked and I can see that the baby was in your tubes. Mm. 
So he said, with your experience and now you could possibly have a rupture. We need to get the baby out of your tube. So he couldn't perform, they couldn't perform whatever procedure at Elkins. So they had to send me back to the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was in the car crying and flipping out because you know that other, their death rate is like no other. Now I know hospitals experience that type of stuff, but this one is different. If you from Philly and you, you know, know about, about this other, you know <laughs> that people go in and they do not come the fuck out. They don't. So I was things. in I was in the car crying. Mind you, I'm by myself. All of this is happening, I'm by myself. So I go to the other. <laughs> the other. I go to the other. And by the time I got, I don't even know where I was at. I can't say where I was at. You would have thought somebody took their foot with a heel and like jammed it into my pelvic bone Mm. while I'm driving. So I pull over and I started, I think my body was like um, experiencing some type of shock because I started like, I don't want to say hyperventilate. I don't know what I was doing, but the pain was so excruciating. Like I can't, I can't even explain it. Like somebody probably was taking a foot repeated, like repeatedly just jabbing it into my pelvis and I couldn't drive. So I'm like calling everybody. I'm like, I, I, I pulled over. I can't really drive. My mom's saying just call the ambulance. I said, I can't leave my car at where I pulled over at. I would never leave my car there. So I don't know how I managed to get that. I got there. I got to the hospital and they had to put me in a chair and stuff because by this time my body was like shivering. I guess, like I said, my body probably was in shock and I was shivering. I just remember me being real cold. I'm like, I'm cold. I'm cold. I don't know what was happening to the bottom of my body, but something was being shaken up. And all I remember is it was this African-American nurse. And I guess they had looked at the records prior to me getting there. I guess the doctor had told them that I was coming and I was on my way. And she was like, um, I think it's rupturing her too. Cause I was like shaking. Like you would have thought something was, ha- I don't know. It was crazy, a crazy ass experience. And she like, I think it's rupturing her too. So then they put me in a room and then the lady was like, do you got anybody to call? I was calling my mom. I think I called my cousins. And then my two friends came and she was like, we got to get her into surgery. Like now, like now. So I remember her asking me like, did you eat? And I'm like, no, I didn't eat. And then she made me sign this form for um, blood trans. I got two blood transfusions while I was on the table during the surgery. So they did the surgery. They gave me the two blood transfusions. I woke up. Everybody was there. Shout out to (laughs) y'all. But I said all of that to say in the whole story is that it took for two people to send me home. Like I could have died. That ruptured my tube. I was driving myself to the hospital when all y'all had to do. The first doctor was looking to it like the third doctor. It shouldn't have took three doctors and my OBGYN going back and forth with y'all for y'all to see me and actually see what was going on with my body. And I'm telling you something was wrong and it doesn't end there. So they did the surgery. And with the, 
I think the lady was a female. Yeah, she was a female that did the surgery on me. She was nice. But I went home and as I was healing, because they went in through, they go in through your stomach and then they take and go through two parts of your pelvis. So they had to go in with, I forgot what you call it, but I had like three stitches, one inside my belly button and then two of them on uh, my pelvis and I still have the scars. But um, they sent me home after that and I started feeling um, pain in my, inside the vagina, I was feeling pain. So I had to get my aunt to come get me and take me because nobody else could take me. So she's taking me and I'm in the back of her car like, and again, excruciating pain. Wasn't sure what was going on. It was almost like they were contracting like my muscles. So I go in, they take me back. And once again, I'm shivering again. The body is, the body is, is very powerful. It was almost like my body was saying, alert, alert, alert. Something is going on, shivering. And I remember my aunt saying, here, take my coat, get her a blanket. She keeps saying she cold. So the guy comes in, another guy doctor. And he like, what are you experiencing? I'm like, right now it's like pain. I'm experiencing bad, bad pain. So he sends me home. They tried to give me... um. What's the pills? Whatever, the pills that y'all be buying. Yeah, they tried to give me these pills. My aunt was saying, maybe you should take them. I'm like, I'm not taking it because that's not going to do anything. This pain hurts, like hurts. I couldn't walk. So I took a half of the pill because I don't like taking pills and especially not these kinds. Our community gets addicted to it. I, I don't, I took a half of it. Took the half, still could feel the pain. By this time I was home. I remember being crouched over and like crying, like tears, tears. So by this time I'm like leaning over and trying to um, send a message to my OBGYN again. So she messaged me back, but by by the time she messaged me back, I went back to the emergency room. Do you know I got back to the emergency room and they had to, it was two, um, a female doctor and then a female nurse they had to put me on this blanket because what my muscles were doing was, it was contractions. Your body is releasing a sac, like that the baby would have been in, but nobody said that. So what my body was basically doing was pushing out something that would have been a baby. So the sac came out and that's why my muscles was contracting and it pushed out the sack and it looked real crazy. It looked nasty. It looked like a mini sack, like something that the baby would have been growing in. But y'all are just forever sending people home and not really seeing what could potentially be the problem. Like all of these situations, I could have been dead. And you didn't even know, not sending you back and forth. And then finally, when you get to the the other that right. kind of did do what they were supposed to do. They didn't give you like a follow-up plan. Okay, so this is what you can expect. Right. So you think I'm just supposed to just know that this is supposed to happen? No, ma'am, this could have been my first time ever being pregnant. Yeah. So right. how am I supposed to know this? So yeah, the respect that they have for Black women or just women, no, for Black women. I'm not going to say, I'm not speaking for other women. I'm tired of speaking for y'all. The, the disrespect that they have for Black women, especially in the medical practice, is disgusting disgusting especially when people are telling you that they're in pain and 
we're women, we know our bodies. If something is off, whether it's a smell, a feeling, a headache, a sniffle, a cough, or whatever, you know your body. You know that there's something something is wrong. How dare you tell me that there's not anything wrong and I'm coming to you because I'm experiencing it and I'm feeling it and you're sending me home. Or just dismiss me with a pain reliever. Like, right. no, something is not right. I'm letting you know that it's not right. And I think even going to the doctors for, as a younger woman for this checkup, I never felt comfortable explaining exactly what I was feeling or what was wrong with me or knowing how to articulate myself and say it. Now yeah. I'm going to run it down. Like I make a list. I run it down everything that yeah. on this day, this happened. I didn't feel like right on this day. So you will know, right. You right. have to be your own advocate at this point when you are a woman of color and you're going into these hospital settings. Even with that, when I was younger, probably about I'm going to say maybe 16, 17, when I went to the OBGYN, I'll never forget that experience either. And I don't know if she was like Russian or something, but a lot of these, your primary physicians are nasty too. You got to find the one that matches up for you. But at that time I couldn't do it because my mom found the lady and you had to go with whatever their insurance was. But I remember her to asking me, was I having sex? And she was like, um, you know, in my country, children um like you with yada 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 and i'm just like you're supposed to be helping me you're supposed to be assisting me you're supposed to be telling me the do's and don'ts you're supposed to be educating me not criticizing me and not making me feel bad because bottom line we're all going to have sex you 16 you 17 i was having sex at <laughs> 16 17 it is what it is but your job is to educate me, educate me on diseases, educate me on pregnancy, educate me on my body and let me know that discharge is a normal thing. That's those are the things that you're supposed to be teaching me. It's, it's almost like they're not comfortable with even having a conversation, but yet you chose this profession. And if you are in feeling you're familiar with, so mm. it used to be this, I'm not going to say the name, there used to be this one um, hospital used to have a teen clinic, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't need no parent or anybody mm -mm. to go. Nope. <laughs> you didn't need nobody to go. You could get whatever it is that you needed to yep. get or want. And I remember um, going myself. And, and honestly, it does teach you a little bit of sense of independence. It does. To be able to make your own business and everything. Like the one time I made my business, I'm all like, well, how do, how do you make a, a doctor appointment? And I'm just like, well, <laughs> this is the place that I went to. And this, you know, I'm getting checked up. But this is prior to me becoming sexually active. I think this is when I first started dabbling in the unnecessary feminine hygiene that I did not know that I did not need. Yeah. And I think I end up getting <clears throat> um, a yeast infection, right? Mm -hmm. So being another 16, thing I wasn't taught. Another thing, being 16 and not really knowing what's going on down there. And it wasn't, it, it just didn't mm -hmm. feel right. So I went to this teen clinic and the first time I met a lady saying, okay, well, we're going to test you for chlamydia and gonorrhea chlamydia and gonorrhea you know, never I'm heard not, of it right one I never heard of it. two I'm not never sexually heard of active it. what are you testing me for STDs and hindsight being 2029 I realized that you were so used to maybe 
those situations that you just now generalize everybody like okay everybody is now coming in for chlamydia or diarrhea and that wasn't my case I simply used the wrong products down here and now come to find out I have a yeast infection you ready to give me a because they give you a shot in your butt okay remember that (laughs) I don't know if this is still a thing because I don't live that life it's not a thing now (laughs) but they used to give you the shot in your butt and I remember getting it and I came home with my mom she was like well what so then I remember going back because you, I don't know what you gave me. Right. But that was the start of me experiencing being a woman and a woman of color and going to seek mm-hmm. medical attention. And you're already telling me that it's gonorrhea or chlamydia. Right. It wasn't the case at all. And not in going back to not knowing those things, I don't completely put the blame on the medical field, but I also put the blame on the black family. Talking about things like this in a black family is like, yeah, we don't really talk about it. And I think that we my don't. mom never prepared me to be a black woman going into the medical setting. I was not prepared for that. I think now that's something that you have to be prepared for. You have to be prepared not to just let them send you home. You got to be prepared to wait that visit out if you need to mm-hmm. or ask to speak to somebody else and really be able to stand up and advocate for yourself. We yeah. as Black women, we now have to teach other Black women that this is something that you have to do. That was not taught to me growing up. The sex talk and the high. Yeah, I never talk, got a sex talk. I never got it. Today, my mom asked me my version. I'm just going to say yes, okay? Like, just... <laughs> we're no, just but she know I'm not. <laughs> no, we just not. And I think that that's our responsibility too. Now that we know... We have to take the responsibility as well as to teach each other. Like, listen, sis, when you go in there, this is something that you might want to do. And then when we have our own daughters, and let's not neglect the black male because they experience it as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. But growing up in a black household, those yeah. kind of conversations, I did not have them. I feel like those conversations more so happen with the males. Like I would hear my dad having that kind of talk with my siblings. Well, how did, how did your talk go? Because my talk was, don't bring the babies in here. <laughs> well, my talk with my dad was hilarious. So I got in trouble for cutting school. <laughs> Shout out to High Tech High. Well, now y'all mastery, but we was at the first one ever. But um, I got in trouble for cutting school and thought I got away with it clean too. Went home with my little Verizon flip phone. <laughs> Went in the house. And this was the first time I ever talked back to my dad too. I came in and was said he said the school called and said you wasn't there today. I said I was there. I was in the bathroom when they was taking roll, had my lie together and everything. He told me I'm no. They said you missed the whole day. So he was like, "Give me your phone." And I said, "Well, I pay my phone bill because you know at the time I was working at Wendy's." <laughs> so I said, "You can't take my phone because I pay my bill." Well, like, we could buy minutes back then and got like, the card. After six is free, baby. Yeah. Like <laughs> nine sometimes if you can't front that bill. But he like, you gonna give me that phone? No, actually I'm not because I just paid 83, I think it was 83.99 or something. You're not about to take this phone. So he got an attitude and called my mom. Then he came back in, in the kitchen and he was like, well, fine then. Since you don't want to give me the phone, that's fine. And then it got real quiet and I still continued to eat my oodles and noodles. And as he was walking out the kitchen, he was like, you're not having sex, are you? <laughs> exactly. From the death of a Black parent. 
And I said, no, knowing damn well I lied because I cut class that day to do what people have sex. (laughs) But it's like, it was taboo. Like nobody had that conversation. Well, not at least not in my family. I don't know how other families operated, but I didn't get that conversation. It was a little bit too late for that conversation. And like you said, it was kind of one of them situations where you had to tap into the free resources because you had to be discreet and you didn't want your parents to know and you are on their insurance. So they would find out. So you had to find other ways to do so, to maneuver around some things. But I can honestly say, and I had a um, yeast infection too. The But to see, the difference with that was I used to see like the dushing things in my grandma's bathroom. Yes. Oh my God. The summer so Eve. I thought that to cleanse your vagina that you were supposed to dush. And that's even something that she would say, well, you need to dush. You need to dush so you don't get yeast infections. So I started dushing constantly. Like I didn't know no better. I didn't know. And then when I started getting the yeast infections, I'm like, why? I get and she told me to dush so I wouldn't get them and I am getting so now you're going in overtime with it right like now you're really using it so then I really had to go yeah because you having sex I'm like oh I gotta cleanse myself let me dush like and then the lady is like no you're never supposed to dush I learned at an early age that your vagina naturally like cleanses itself out like so yeah we were not educated we didn't have the birds and the bees talk we did not talk about sex. We did not talk about STDs. We did not talk about pregnancies. Um, can we blame it on our parents? Yeah and no. I remember in school, I don't know if you had, I don't even think it's in schools now, like the whole sex ed. I had oh, a little bit of that in middle school. Very little. And I had it a in little middle school bit. as well. Very little. Where they explain the parts of the bodies and some potential diseases, but it was only a little. It's like they talked about it and then we skipped over it. But I think if that was put back into schools, that would probably help out a little bit. Well, right now, I think the generation is just so far going. Everybody fucking having sex. So it's probably a little bit too late for that. But y'all can still incorporate it into these curriculums when you're in these buildings. Like, what what are we like? What are they giving y'all money for? There is. Your child is going to be sexually active. There is, I don't want to say it's no way you can stop it. It's no way you can stop it. No, say it because we were once that age. There's no way that age. And I think the important thing is that, or and this is for my generation. Like, yeah, put yourself back to that sixteen-year-old self of yours. Right, right. Put yourself back there and think about what you did not know. There are so many things that I think about that I did not know that if I had a child, especially a daughter, I want to correct those mistakes early on. Teach her about her body, to love your body. You only get one, so you got to do right by it. Yeah. I wish early on I was introduced to properly shaving. I would have never done years and years of shaving to cause the dark marks now that that I'm trying to clear up. My mom found out that I was sexually active because the good old clinic, 
the one that you didn't need your parents to. And then they, they even got to a point where they asked you how you wanted to be contacted. Did you want us to leave a voice? Yeah, letter? they did. Do you want did. us to send you a letter? Do you, like you could be very discreet with going to yeah. this clinic. I'm not even sure if it's still if it's still even a thing today. But my mom found um, a bag of condoms in the living room. In the living room, friend. In the I never forget it. In the living room. Friend, the living room the living out room. of all it places. Bag. It was a bag, like, bag. Like, she flavors. probably thought you was laying it low and spreading it wide. Laying it low and spreading it wide. Oh, my gosh. And she found it. And then that was just like, I remember the disappointing look on her face. But then I also. Was it like said, a disgusting, a disgust? A face of disgust? It, it was kind of. My mom is very sensitive. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure she cried and she was just like, uh, but I'm thinking in my head. Now I know you know my brother is late. They don't care about them about, And they don't care about them. My brother used my to mom have company. always told me that, and I remember it, when you have a baby, the baby come home with you. Yeah. That baby don't go home with that boy. That baby come home with you. And it goes to that famous black mom line. I ain't raising nobody else. Yep. <laughs> I ain't raising nobody else. Kids. And I think yep. that that's how they. That was their conversation with you, right? Not making you feel comfortable now that they know that you're sexually active and really going over the chemistry of your body. It's just now that I know that you're sexually active, don't bring no kids here. And that was like the Black mom's agenda, not to make sure that you're not bringing another child into her house because she's, she's already taking care of you with limited yeah. resources for some um, situations. But I do think that we now my generation our generation we have to really focus on what our parents did that was good for us continue that and then focus really heavily on what they did not do and it goes back to your question they did the best that they could and they did what they knew because i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure my grandmother did not have that conversation with her eight children my grandmother no. had eight kids y'all eight kids that she had to raise by herself after escaping an abusive relationship right the furthest thing from her mind, and my grandma did too. My granddad is missing a finger. Well, God rest his soul, he was missing a finger. She just missing. My, my grandma, the furthest thing from her mom was probably teaching her eight children about sex, right? So Mm-mm. they didn't get taught it. And I think it made them uncomfortable. They just not, they were not comfortable. That generation of our parents is not a comfortable generation. They don't yeah. want to talk about weed. They cannot accept the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not really accepting and they're not easy to talk to. No, they're not. So they did not have these conversations with us. It's foreign to them. It's foreign to them. Like you said, them. your grandma, my, I think my grandma was 14 when oh, she had yeah. them and got married so my like was very young very young like never had the talk and my grandma my great-grandmother thought that allowing my grandma to marry this older man was setting my grandma up for yeah, a better financial. life but yeah. in all actuality my granddad whooped my grandma's ass okay to yeah. the point that my mom said that her siblings wasn't able to identify her and i think that was her last straw yeah he was abusive yeah. to her very abusive so it goes back to us not knowing. It goes back to the trauma. This is why I say all black people have to go to therapy because we're born into trauma. Born into, even before. Even before that generation. Osmosis Jones. Like we just in the, in the bloodstream. Trauma, 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 trauma. Trauma, so trauma, we meet trauma. the egg. So the egg meet the sperm. It's just, it's trauma. It's trauma when we born. It's trauma when we in the DNA. It's trauma when we, it's just trauma. We're just here. Trauma living. 
trauma, <laughs> with trauma living. And I like, think that we, we got to put a stop to it. We have to be the change that we want to be because this new generation, they don't give a fuck. So we can keep this new generation with the not giving a fuck, but making it so that it's directed to our purpose and our cause, not to yeah. just be out here doing anything. I feel like yeah. our generation is really the generation that is trying to save us. <laughs> we are. And then the other generation beneath us are just like, we're not taking it. They don't want to work. They don't care if they, they will call out of work. Um, I talk to business owners every day. And they're like, well, you know, I had five interviews set up and nobody showed up. Yeah. No call, no anything like that. Generation underneath us, they, they are a don't give a fuck generation. They live by their own and rules, which is a good and a bad thing. Partially, it is a good thing, depending on how you are using that. But it becomes a bad thing. And I think it partially has to do with people being comfortable being complacent due to the free handouts that the government gives them. Why would I want to go to work when I can get PP? or PPA money? Why would I want to go to work when I can get food stamps in Section 8? They're keeping them in a chokehold almost. They're keeping them in a cycle. They're making them comfortable. They're making them, they're they're saying, rely on me. Rely on me. Because I got you. You don't want to work. I got you. How long do that's going to be an ongoing thing because our tax paying dollars, our tax paying dollars will forever pay into it. So that's that's the thing. So our tax paying dollars, God knows where it's really actually going to. We pay for the section. If you really want to, and black people are not the only people that are on welfare. We're just no, I know, but we speak about our people. If you were to get rid of government assistance right? Like all of those things outside of maybe, um, they would never be able to, because the day you take it away, the day you take those things away, y'all won't be able to take extra money from us. Y'all wouldn't be able to survive. So they have to constantly funnel that. They would never be able to take it away. Our taxpaying dollars, they take from us to put into these things. So I'm not, and I can't speak on a percentage, but if you ever was to look at, I stopped looking at pay stubs. Just, no, I look at it all the time because I'm like, where the you fuck is it going? Your pay stub, your tax dollars go to so many different things that you probably don't even benefit from. Let's just keep it real. At all, it benefits benefit other from. people. And that portion of it that says it goes into Social Security, we may not even see Social Security in our lifetime. Exactly. You may, but you paid into it. But you paid into it. They may hit us with, oh well. That fund is no longer available. Absolutely. And there's nothing we'll be able to do about it. Nothing. But I don't see forever there being those type of government assistance programs. I do. I I don't see it. And I think that it's going to come a day, a time, and a year where they just want to say, we don't don't have it anymore. And then all those- You'll always have it. As long as there's working class people. They always will have the money for it. But the question is, will they always make it so that it's accessible to us in those form of resources? Are we always going to get food stamps? Yeah. Is there always going to be Medicaid and Medicare? As long as, because then you're going to have to, it's like the Nigerian man- the, what was he that put his head down when they asked him where the funds was going? You're going to have to answer to us. If you take all those things away, America is going to have to drop their head down low. Oh, shit. Like America will look you square into your eyes and tell you. I'm that telling they don't you. Have it. No, they can say they don't have it. 
But when you cut off resources, you're going to have to answer to the people that have been providing the resources for you guys. And all they so want to <laughs> do is do what they did with Roe versus Wade and push it back to the to the states. So now, now it becomes on where you live and where we, well, that's already a thing on where you live and yeah. what resources you get. But I would not want Black people to think that you're always going to be able to rely on a system because the system was not made for us. But that's what I'm saying. That's with some people, not all. Now, the people that absolutely need it, I don't mind y'all taxing me for kids that need food or for kids that need medical assistance. I don't, I don't care. It is what it is. But you have people that have their mindset like, no, I'm going to just use the system. And I, we've heard it plenty of times from people that we know. Why? I'm going to just get it from them. Listen, I say it all the time. If I ever fell on a time where I just was like, <laughs> I'm, I want everything. I want to, I want everything that y'all was out here giving out. No, and I've had it. Got... times where I was on unemployment back in the day during college or like, and I needed food stamps and I got food stamps and I got medical. I've received food stamps, but this is all with me being in college. I received food stamps. Yeah. I received health insurance. But look at what I we were doing. We weren't just sitting on our asses no. we actually fell on hard times and we needed it and we provide well, we I don't even call, with we it. call a hard time friend we were just college students <laughs> living that college life well, bitch, I was working a full-time <laughs> job and just ended up unemployed so I, I needed like, books is expensive and then once I graduated I did not qualify for it. no more research but we was balling out though <laughs> we say all of this to say <laughs> I don't know what we're trying to say, but we just all right. Say. We say all of this to say, <laughs> as a black community, as black women, as black men, as black parents, as black physicians and teachers, and so on and so forth. We say all of that to say, educate your community, educate the community, educate your families on mental health, physical health. Let's start cultivating um, our resources. Yeah, tapping into resources, you know, taking your health seriously as a black woman and a black man, because y'all, y'all, I'm sure y'all experience the same thing. If you're black, you're probably an ex you're probably experiencing it. But you know, not being afraid to question people when you're at the hospitals, like Molly said, not allowing people to turn you away when you know that there's something medically wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You know, going back, checking up, checking shit, checking a motherfucker if you need to check them while you're there to get what you need to get. Um, I don't know. That's it. I love, having that, I having that the, talk, the having that person, birds and the bees the talk. The black man, the black woman. I love all of y'all. I love I us. Y'all my cousins. Like, yes. And I just my want brothers us and my all sisters. to just be able to just thrive and grow. And we say that all safe. the time and we mean it. Like we mean it. We love y'all. I love us. I love being black. Like that I means love that being shit is dangerous, but it's kind of lit. Like it is lit. Speaking of black lit? people, no. lit too. But this is. <laughs> I think it's been a while since we did um, a stick and shedding, but this one just came to me over the weekend. I read an article about a young man. I believe his name is Jalen Jackson. Let me yeah. let me double check that to make sure. Jalen Walker. He was shot over 60 times, right? Mm -mm -mm. And I heard the name, but I never knew the, the story. Body footage. I never really speak on anything until I see the whole story in a body footage camera, but it just really been on my oh, mind. Oh, so it was like actual footage. They, they so showed. yeah, it's, so the body footage camera is supposed to be released on Sunday. 
Oh, I thought you saw. So I did. I did not see it. Um, I just so happened to read the article because someone okay. had posted about it. I'm like, this is when did this happen? It was. I didn't hear anything about it. So once I um, Google and got the article, I read the article and it said that over 90 rounds was let mm, off mm, mm, mm. and 60 of those rounds managed to pierce his body. Wow. In what situation do you ever, ever have to shoot somebody mm. that many times? And that this age, is why it's too. so important. For that's not opposing a threat. That's not opposing a threat. But mm. you, you don't know these situations until you actually see the footage because it's always going to be their word against the actual person and the actual person is never there to speak for themselves because they never make it out of these simple situations of a traffic stop mm-hmm. so all of that things that we say is that we have to protect ourselves um, be mindful and just really try to have as many resources as possible because it's hard out here to be black and don't it be afraid so hard out here to be black. It is every day. It's a struggle. When you walk out your door is a struggle. Going to work is a struggle. Coming home to is a struggle. And I just feel like no other race, they have struggles, but that specific race, like, I mean, that specific time, like leaving your house and trying to make it home. I just feel like we're the only ones that has to worry about that or worry it's about your brothers. Like, making sure that all your lights is on and ain't nothing out so you don't get stopped Pre- trying to prevent being stopped try- trying to prevent being harassed by police we don't we ha- all have struggles but we don't have the same struggles we do not have the same str- we that is such a perfect way we all have struggles but we do not have the same ours struggles. is kind of different it is so hard like, real different to be black and it's even harder to love a black man because it is scary it's scary it is so scary it's real and scary. a lot of our counterparts they like to fetishize over the black men but y'all have Child. no y'all have no idea that is another uh, that's another that's episode another for episode. another time because we'll, we'll they can actually that, be dissected we can pick that one up back to slavery like, we will pick that one back up we definitely will but we definitely will it'll be a disclaimer before we start talking but um all right friend so the black business that we have we're going outside we are going outside so molly suggested a new thing where we will announce the black business but take you along for our journey so we will be going to tropical treats which is located at 524 west dry avenue in philly and this will be my first time it's not going to be molly's first time so what can you tell them to give them a little dibble dabble on what to expect if they wanted to visit this place or if they're on their way to visit you just said it i'm going back i'm never going to go back (laughs) i'm going back guys i've been there once and i'm willing to go back again i'm actually excited to go back i've been i'm excited too because i love water ice you got to bring somebody else with you so they could experience the party in the mouth that i it is something there for everyone i don't want to waste it though like can i like at least make it home so it don't melt like oh i didn't make it home (laughs) i just had it right there in my car i I just took it there right um it's great it's great it's clean it's nice it's friendly and, and it's black 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 y'all know we love to see it we love to hear it and we love to eat it and we love to eat it. <laughs> so molly and aquafina is going outside we're gonna be outside y'all 
We're going to be Hello. Yeah. If you pull up on us while we're there and you say, oh, that's Molly and Aquafina, your treat is on me. And she's a goddamn lie because it won't be on me. It's on me. Pull up I on love me. y'all, but not that much. <laughs> first person. First person. First person to say, oh, there goes Molly and Aquafina. <laughs> I think I'm like, bye, bitch. We don't even know what y'all look like. Your y'all some cartoon characters. Your treat is on me. <laughs> y'all treat is on Molly. Matter of fact, pay it forward. When we get there, if it's people in the back of us, I'm going to whisper like, what they got? What they got first? What they yeah, because sometimes you got to whisper. You got to ask. Dude, is it over? Is it over? Is it over $20? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but we're going to pay it forward today. We're going to pay for the person in the back of us. And Molly, if I'm in the back of you, hey, shorty. Because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't come to play with you, skate with you, none of that. Pay for my food. <laughs> I'm going to go stand fine. in the back of you on purpose and shit. <laughs> That's fine. It, it, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> but um, as always, guys, be sure to light your sage, collect your crystals, and stop building on the backs of blacks. Stop building on the backs of blacks. Stop building on the backs of blacks. And don't forget to do your cues. 